0: or go to FailYourWay.com for more info. Now back to the show. Make no mistake, if you're an author, you're an entrepreneur. You're selling the world on your book, aren't you? Of course, it's not as easy as launching a business and then tossing any old book up on Amazon. That's why I help entrepreneurs publish books on the specific topic and in the specific way that will launch or grow their businesses. Welcome to Entrepreneur Publishing Academy with your professor, Anna David. Well, hello there. You are listening to Entrepreneur Publishing Academy with your host and professor, Anna, David. Today, I have a good friend of mine on the show. I I thought she'd been on the show. I texted her last week, and I go, "We've done this, right?" Nope. I was confused because I'd done her podcast, and um, her name is Veronica Valley, and she is one of the leading experts on addiction and recovery, and uh, she is somebody who is atypical in that world because she has both clinical and personal experience, which makes her very knowledgeable and um, a very delightful human. And uh, she has a podcast called Soberful and a community called Soberful. She's a member of the N-A-A-D-A-C and her book, is called Soberful. And she's been on the Doctors and in the Sunday Times in London, where she's from, as you will soon hear with her, you know, very awesome accent. And what we talked about in this episode, these are the three takeaways One, get help from the experts when you are doing a book. Know what you know how to do and what you don't know how to do. And probably what you know how to do is share whatever message is calling to you. And that is her second tip listen to your inner voice. What are you being called to do so that it becomes something you want to do, so then it becomes something you need to do in terms of getting your message out there? And Finally, look for the journalists and bookers who get your message, who understand uh, m- the depth of your message, but also use the ones who don't get it to get your message out. The example she gave is she'll go on TV and give you know tips for sober January, even though her message is much deeper, it is a way to get her message out. So that's enough from me, please enjoy my conversation with Veronica Valley. Hello,
1: my love. Hi, Anna. It's good to see Oh, you've got a red microphone. Wow. I'm impressed. I know. (laughs) Did you know that red, back when I was totally
0: broke, sorry, listeners, we're already going on a segue, this incredibly wealthy woman I knew said, always have a red wallet and never put your purse on the ground if you want to attract more money. Okay, so I stop putting my personal brand. Every time I put my personal brand, I th- I think of her. I have more money. She didn't say anything about a a, a red mic, but I mean, maybe <laughs> why not? Means- go with it, right? Go with it. You know. Yeah. So okay, so um, we adore each other. I don't feel like I'm you know speaking out of turn when I say we adore each other. We go on romantic bike rides around the like, <laughs> Tahoe. <laughs> We take pictures. We eat BLTs.
1: You know, I want to say what's that's very true because I saw, I think you had an Instagram post on Friday and you, you've always made me laugh. You're very funny. And you put something on there about like um, repurposing stuff that you heard in meetings as copy. And I just thought, I just love that she goes to meetings. I, yeah. love, I love that she works a program and I love that she goes to meetings and I love that she is still showing up for people in that capacity. And that's what I love about you. I really love that post. You
0: always say that to me, and that means so much because you do the same thing Mm -hmm. and it doesn't occur to me not to. I know. We're old school. I
1: mean, we're very old school. Yeah. We we, we got sober. I mean, we have the same, we got sober the same year before the internet was really a thing. I mean, I a Hotmail account back then. 2000 (laughs) right right after the millennium yeah millennium like i i got five months into the new millennium after the like let me tell you i went out on the millennium new year's eve and didn't come back for three days like oh uh, my god (laughs) well okay that's really interesting and again listeners i so apologize for this segue
0: millennium i was in paris so girl you and i were probably pretty close to each other no i was in key west oh nice nice place to be a map but paris is pretty good Paris oh god was it dark i Ugh. went out and i you know how we, people like us can be i went into a club like when i got there and i was like who 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 okay there's the guy who does coke and um <laughs> he became my boyfriend for the two weeks i mean i liked him you know it wasn't you know um and and he
1: was a nude photographer I don't mean, well, of course, if he's in Paris, of course he is. What else did you think you'd find in a Paris nightclub? He took nude photos of me. Anyway,
0: that was and then and then I lasted. I hope those are locked
1: down. I mean, not. I'm sure they're lovely, but they're so not lovely. (laughs) To add
0: insult to injury of the ridiculousness of that act is I was pretty overweight, which is really, really rude of cocaine, frankly. I was overweight when I was a coke addict. Whatever, Um, but but um, I went to rehab in May.
1: Wow! So that was the same as you. It sounds like five months in. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, Um, yeah, limping along, not uh, not really able to like continue any further. And same thing, cocaine brought me to my knees. Yeah, I'm actually I feel grateful to be honest. I I think if I hadn't have used cocaine in particular. I could have drank for another 15 years. Same. Right? It just very unhappily. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't have been great, but it finished me off.
0: Totally. Finished me
1: off. Oh. Which is
0: a lovely segue into the fact that here you are 20 years, over 20 years into being really, uh, you know, an expert in this topic. And now is the time that you chose to do the book, seeing many other people who possibly did not have your expertise, who certainly didn't have your sober time
1: doing it before you. Tell me about that. Well, it's my first book with a publisher. I did uh, back, oh, my back, 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 back maybe uh, 15 years ago, my husband who I was dating at the time said to me, you have to write a book. You have to write a book, you say all these things, you come out with all these things that are just really smart and blah, you have to write a book. So I wrote a book, I hired a book coach. I'm really dyslexic. So that was very daunting, really daunting for me. And I, I, I two things really changed my life. When I got diagnosed with dyslexia I was in my first year of university, I was failing. and And I got a tutor who just, gave me a way of writing that my brain understands, and then hiring a book coach. And I wrote the book and I had zero platform, zero. And we had a couple of publishers interested, but they said, you, you, you have zero platform. So I self-published it and it did pr- pretty well for somebody who has no, I have nothing, no idea what to do about marketing, no, no idea whatsoever. I had a blog. And uh, then I did a second one just because, and then, then I was on the plane home from She Recovers in LA, which was must have been 2018, I think it was. And I had seen a lot of people publish lots of books on the back of having large Instagram accounts, whatever. And I I wanna say several things. The quit-lit genre is a great thing. It's a great thing that we're hearing more and more stories and it's a great thing that people are being more public but I felt what I was seeing was a lot of inspiration and identification. Like, oh my God, that's me. Oh my God, I could be like that. But no solution. Yeah. I just didn't feel there was anything out there that had, right, I'm good. I want to stop drinking. I've stopped drinking. That That's better. But I don't understand why I feel the way I do. I don't understand why life is so hard. I don't understand why my relationships are so difficult. I don't want to understand why I'm kind of just lost and all of that kind of stuff so i wanted to write a book from a therapist that was more the how like the Mm -hmm. like not just how you get sober but this is the work of sobriety this is like that you and i know like we you have to do this work you have to Mm -hmm. um otherwise all you get is the same life not drinking and that isn't shiny and sparkly Mm -hmm. And of course, a lot of people disagree with us, but that's absolutely fine. Yeah. I mean, I, I, for me, I don't know about you. I'm an addict to my core Mm -hmm. and I want everything. Yeah. (laughs) I want it. I want it all. And uh, I'm not, I was never prepared to stay, like, you know, I'm just going to stay sober one day at a time and sort of plod along. I was like, I don't want that. Mm -mm. I want to, like, I want everything. I want a life. I want it to be, so I'm not, I was never prepared to settle for that. And, yeah. and I got given these tools and you know, picked up a lot on the way and my work as a therapist and blah, blah, blah. And that just came together as, as the five pillars of sobriety in the book. So I was on the plane where I was like, I have to write another book. And I started, and I wrote 15,000 words, just went and it all came out. On the plane, that trip. Um, maybe in the, I don't know if it was the 15,000 words on that plane, but, but certainly a substantial start. Yeah, I think I was going from LA to New York, so quite possibly. <laughs> And then you didn't have the podcast at that point, right? No, I did. I did okay. have. I did have the podcast. When did we start? We're coming up to our fourth year.
0: It was. I think that she. So I think recovers- I just
1: started the podcast. Maybe that she recovers in LA was twenty seventeen.
0: No, I, I believe it. I really believe it.
1: was. I think it. No, I think. I think it was. Um, it wasn't. Oh, I think okay. it was September. 2018 because they do them about every year and a half because they were going to do the next one miami in the spring of 2020 Uh which feels about i'm positive it's too it was and i I just i'd had the podcast and it was just sort of a little thing uh and then it kind of i don't know if it went viral but it, it it some people shared about it in lots of sober communities and it grew and grew now, of course, everyone has their mo- and their mother has a podcast.
0: Well, yes. Well, yes. Um, now, so then it grew. And
1: then did a publisher come to you with this book for this offer? No. I want to say from start to finish, it's the easiest thing I've ever done in my whole life. The hardest thing was writing it during 2020 lockdown with all my children and everybody home, like mm-hmm. just finding the space. So I don't know how woo you are, (laughs) but I've had several incidences in my life where I've got, I've just had that, this shall be, this shall be. Hmm. So I saw, I met my husband on match.com and I saw his photo and went, oh, that's my husband. You guys told me that story and it was making me laugh so much (laughs) because then you were like pursuing him.
0: You're this goddess. he's not a god but the two of you are telling me this story about how you were just like
1: like relentless i loved it so i just had this thing on the plane where i all it was just like i need to write a book it needs to be a book that gives people the how the answers i'm going to get it published i will find a publisher and that's what's going to happen so i found the best thing i ever did and i think this is what you do is I found, someone recommended to me a, I guess he was a book coach, but he had, um, he helped me put a proposal together. I, I, whenever I write something, I have to have an editor. I have to have someone help me. I can't, I just can't ever put anything out there that I just not put through someone else because of my dyslexia. So he um, put together, helped me put together the book proposal. Like, and my podcast, I wanna say it was still fairly modest at that point. I wanna, I feel like I looked at the book proposal the other day and it was 17,000 downloads a month. So it was all right. That's Uh, really good. Maybe it was, uh, I wanna say maybe it was even less than that. Hmm. There are tips between 13 and 17, it's now 40, but um, Hmm. uh, so he helped me shape all of that and put it all together. And he took it to agents. And I knew the agent who picked me up would be sober. I knew that, that that would be the person who got it. So I got my lovely agent, Stephanie Tade, and she got me to Sounds True, who was the perfect publisher for the book. And then uh, this all happened right February, March, 2020. Yeah. So all of that was going down. And I, you know, I mean, we had, I had, I don't know about you, but I had moments like thinking, I've just got a publishing deal and the world is ending. That's the world really is ending. It's not fair. We are going to be in bunkers.
0: I <laughs> remember when I was first sell- my selling my first book, meeting this guy who said, it's the worst thing when you get a book deal and then you think I may die before it comes out. And I love <laughs> that a book becomes such a priority that that's worse than the death part is that you may not see it. Um, but it's so indicative of how, excited people get. Anna here. Now, are you an entrepreneur who wants to write and publish a book about your own failures turned successes? Well, good news. That's what my company Legacy Launchpad does. Find out more at LegacyLaunchpadpub.com. That's LegacyLaunchpadpub.com. Now, should you do a book, you ask? I think so. Why? Because you're worth it. Now back to the show. So you get your book deal and in this time between getting sober and this time you have built up a massive um, online program. Can you talk about that?
1: Yeah I- again um, so I've been working as I worked as a psychotherapist in the UK um, in uh, uh, rehabs so I've, I've started and run a, my own rehab had a private practice in Harley Street um, and I came to america and i had to take everything online and become a sober coach and all that kind of stuff and um i've always seen people get sober and see business opportunities and uh want to exploit those business opportunities so i've seen lots of people come and go lots and lots of people come and go in back in the like you know before kind of social media before 2010 lots of um Oh, you name it sober companion sober referral service sober this sober that and i've seen i can't think of one that's still going because mm-hmm. the reason that we're still standing is we still have the roots of a really solid program
0: mm-hmm.
1: so i saw that online as well the same thing i see it you know just see it all the time people selling sober services to get sober based on what they've done stuff they've googled and um I know that I have answers. So I wanted to package that up. So I started a subscription group, gosh, three, I want to say three plus years ago-ish, something like that, that um offers community and it offers some tools and it all all of that kind of stuff. So um, yeah, that's been kind of ticking along really since then. And then I also have other programs as well. I have more in-depth long-term coaching programs because people find me from my podcast or my book or my books or other stuff and then they they want to work with me i mean i'm not the leading expert in the field by any means and i'm not i don't have a phd but my thing i think is emotional sobriety Mm. is that you need to have boundaries and we need to be able to deal with resentments and we have to balance our emotions and and that's all the stuff that's kind of under the rock when you take alcohol and drugs away. And that's, and I'm also very, uh, it, I'm not vague. I have really practical tools, like very, like this is how we do it. Cause I heard, people used to say to me, like, you just need to do the work. And I'm like, what's the fucking work? Right. What right. is the work? What is it? Right. <laughs> so I'm very, very specific as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, I do mm-hmm. that in my more kind of in-depth, long-term coaching programs.
0: I just choked on your brilliance. Um, <laughs> so, so as I'm always ever fascinated by the entrepreneurial aspect of this, how much did the book play into this? Is my business goal? These did, were you specific about? I want to get X number of people into my program. Things like
1: that. Well, the I mean, the book's only been out a month. And its release date in the UK is not until March the 1st. So that's all still underway. Um, I think it's a lot of the stuff, you know, it's everything I am and I believe and I teach and I the program that I work on myself is in my book. It's, this is what I know works, it transformed my life. I've worked with many thousands of people now over 20 years and the people who do this work, and I was stress very imperfectly, it works for them too. So I wanted something out there that I could be, this is, this is my thing. This is the thing, mm-hmm. do the thing. And if you want to do the thing even more, come to me and we'll do the thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <coughs> but I remember too, standing in your kitchen and you saying, you know, I'm really going to invest in a publicist because like I'm, I'm, it's worth it to me to really blow this up. So, mm. um, so tell me about that decision. Because of course, you know, we get a book
1: deal and then sometimes we pay more for the publicist than we got for the deal. Absolutely. And I think I'm probably like even Stevens with that now. Mm-hmm. Um, so my challenge has always been that I don't I don't come from a marketing or PR background at all. And lots of people who've started businesses come from that background, don't have the, the qualifications or skills to to get people sober, but know how to market. And that's mm-hmm. key. So I have spent you know trying to learn how to do that has been a big learning curve um so yeah i mean i've been on the doctors the sunday times in london which is the oldest newspaper in the world ran uh, an extract in an interview yesterday there's some other stuff coming out um i think it remains to be seen i I think that's a question a year from now that i'll be able to answer more accurately i mean it's it's always kind of a thrill and interesting to see your stuff out there and, and be hit in a different, you know, hit, hitting a different audience. Whether that pays off with my business and everything else, I'm going to say that remains to be seen right now. I mean, I think you just, whatever you do, you've got to do it, just do it within your budget. Well, I can guarantee you a conversation
0: in a year from now and five years from now and 10 years from now, you're not going to even be able to explain how much it's paid off. It's interesting. I just wrote this thing. Yeah. Yes. Yesterday um, about this misconception that people have, that it's all like launch week and suddenly everybody's reaching out to me to speak and, uh, you know, good morning, America wants me on. And I heard somebody, I was at a marketing conference last week or a mastermind and somebody said, Uh, he, he has a co-writer, Dan Sullivan. I already put this in my newsletter. He was public about it. He wrote this book called who not how with a co-writer, he gives all the money to the co-writer. He, the co-writer gets the advance proceeds, whatever, because he knows what it's going to bring to his business. It's brought in 400 new people and the lifetime value of every client is $40,000. So that's 16 million. What he does is he calculates the long-term value, even after he's gone, what is the value? And and um, so I really think it's important to look at it like how much you know over the next thirty years. Yes, what is this going to bring me?
1: Yeah, and you always say this as well, and it's true. It's not like a one-month thing. I mean, sobriety books have a long, 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 long runway, and um, you know, I, I I self-published a book over 10 years ago that people still find me from that
0: really so uh
1: yeah and and that's how I started my business people would just reach out and be like can I work with you and I'm like Mm oh I need to figure that out right um so yeah absolutely that it's hard to measure the value right but there's a I guess a lot to be said for name recognition and bringing a new audience in and all of that kind of stuff I have um I did an interview again with a sober journalist it's really I very interesting to me how it works with the like we've had people the people in media who drink alcohol however they drink it let's assume they're fine um they're the ones who are oh just what we want is tips for cutting down tips for Mm -hmm. getting through dry january whereas when we find sober journalists they're the ones who want to do big in-depth interview and really get it and i found that very interesting Mm -hmm. that kind of how people don't want to like getting through those gatekeepers has been very interesting to me people don't want to have that conversation um so uh uh, i i've got um there's a, a newspaper that the free newspaper for the london tube that everyone gets that has a circulation of like 28 million so i'm interested to see what happens to that yeah it's just i don't know tell me about what you mean by getting through the gatekeepers
0: getting to the people who understand
1: Yes, I, I find my publicists, they get resistance with promoting this be- book to through, because the gatekeepers like, it's kind of like, it's either like a dramatic, like rock bottom story or like they want the medical bit. And I'm not a doctor, I don't have a shit. They want the like the medical, so they don't quite know what to do it do with it. And I just find drinkers, the the core message of the book the core message of the book if i could sum it up in a hashtag is we are having more fun than you are Mm -hmm. the core message of the book is um we drink too much because we believe it will it's fun exciting we get belonging connection we get things we want and what the book the book is the emperor's new clothes what it reveals is that you can have those things through drinking sometimes And there's always a cost and you have to be prepared to pay the cost here's the cost by the way it goes up every year or you can get all of those things without drinking by the way right that's the core message and i don't think i think that's what is i don't think people want to hear that
0: you try to uh you know say yes to the sort of tips for sober January, and then get your message in there, or do you just sort of say no to those opportunities? Yes, yeah, uh,
1: yeah. I went. I, that's what I did on the doctor's um, show. Was it was tips for dry January and, and that kind of stuff. So I'm I'm happy to do that. I mean, I, if you know, there's lots of people who will, who are exploring their drinking, and it's um, appropriate for them to cut down, and they can. You know, th- there's definitely that group of people. Um, so I'm happy to do that. It's a little bit of a Trojan horse, I guess.
0: Do, do you have tips for finding pe- journalists and bookers that understand your topic? Um, you know, because <clears throat> I had, a, you know, at one point when I was trying to promote something, I looked up who has written about recovery in a way. Well, or journalists who've written about being sober. Did you do any of that research or do you have tips for doing that?
1: Yes, there's a couple of things. That's what my um, uh, my PR people are reaching out to. There's a show on I don't know if you have you seen that show, Single Drunk Female yet
0: no, but I've seen a poster for it. And I was like, Wait, yeah. what is
1: that people keep so mentioning it to me. So I started watching it the other day and I'm, and I, I emailed my publicist and said this, like I, that was my story. I, she's 28. She, her life has car crashed. She's on probation and she's living at home with her mum. I didn't, I wasn't on probation but i was like i was 27 and and it's really interesting because she has two friends and she has one friend who's a single mother but still partying and like having a great time drinking and she has another friend who's getting married buying a house kind of set, and and it's like that i was like that at 27 28 i was just like how uh, like everybody else my age is partying and having a great time or they're buying houses and settling down and that seems like Fucking like impossible like how does that even happen and I'm just the loser here not drinking going to church basements on a Saturday night mm-hmm. no idea what I'm going to do with my life no direction living at home like a car co- like that was my life and 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 it, it's like thank God <laughs> thank God that happened because now I have this life, but it, 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 it's really—I'm—it's—it's it's a good show. It's interesting. You, you'll like it, I think.
0: So you're, you had your publicist reach out?
1: Yeah, and say like, because that's a current show and say, you know, I, the headline being, um, I was the single drunk female and this is what my life is like now type thing. It's like a sliding doors moment. Yeah. So it's like using that show as the news hook. Yes. Yes. Because it's a current thing. Yes.
0: Yes, I think that's so important is, you know, I always say no one cares that we have a book. What they care about is what can that book do for them? And then the only thing that journalists and bookers care about is how does this play into the news? So it's up to you to figure that out rather than going, why doesn't anyone care? Like, you know, reaching out to a show and going like, hey, I'll come on and talk about my book. And that's even true for podcasts. Nobody wants to just be your solo promotional material, you know, conduit. Um, so, so we have to come close to wrapping up. What tips do you have for somebody who, who wants to, you know, have a book, help build their business or get the book out there or anything like that?
1: I, I think the best tip I can give people is you just have to freaking well do it. I mean, I've done it both ways. You know, I wrote a book with no idea how to write a book, publish a book or market a book. And I was I, I did those things. I'm sure I missed a ton of opportunities. I made a lot of mistakes, but it gave me something. So I think you, I I don't know, you've you've worked with writers your whole life. I think, I imagine the biggest article, um, obstacle is the going from talking and thinking about it to actually sitting down and doing it. So I, I uh, plan, plan it out and write a few hundred words and just keep writing it because then it takes on a life of its own and demands to be finished is kind of what happened to me. It just demands you. I, I have another book that's burning inside of me that I really, really want to write. And it's another self-help book on relationships. So um, and I also know that that is done. I know that that will be. Um, so I, I think you, you've just got to do it. Just write something, Mm -hmm. even if it's just blogging or Instagram or whatever, just keep going from there and um, also find the right people to work with. I want to say my first book, my first two, my book coaches were essential. That was really the first, just to be able to, the first book coach taught me how to write a book. And the second one taught me how to do a book proposal and get it to agents. So I think unless you're incredibly lucky or know the business, you've you've got to be prepared to hire the right person is probably the best advice.
0: Yes. Um, I've seen it so many times, especially with my membership groups. So these are people that are, a lot of them are are writing. They don't know why they're writing. They don't have a business necessarily. They just want to do it. And I've watched them all, you know, I um, I think having accountability is a big thing. You are paying money. And therefore you are going to do it. Most of us are like that. And you see, I see these people have these breakthroughs where suddenly it becomes, it goes from something they feel like they have to do to something they want to do to something that, you know, they must do. Yes. Um, Yeah. So, so, okay. You're fantastic.
1: How can people find you, find your book, all the things? So the book is called Soberfall Uncover a Sustainable, Fulfilling Life Free of Alcohol. And you can find me at Soberful.com or I'm on Instagram as Veronica J. Valley, or I have a Soberful Facebook group called Soberful.
0: And since you are a podcast listener, you who are (laughs) listening, she has this wonderful podcast. If you are sober, curious, or want to know all about her, go get that podcast also called Soberful. Yeah, everything's called soberful. It's not a hard thing. See, branding people, branding. Uh, Veronica, thank you so much. And thank you all for
1: listening. Thanks, Anna.
0: Thanks for joining me this week on Entrepreneur Publishing Academy with Anna David. For more info about the show, go to entrepreneurpublishing.academy where you can get links to show notes and subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google, and all the other places. Speaking of those places, if you got anything out of this show, I can't tell you how much I'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. And please don't forget you can tell an author or entrepreneur friend about the show. Another forget-me-not, my company Legacy Launchpad Publishing is available to help industry leaders, and those with stories to share at any stage in their publishing journeys, whether that's writing, editing, or publishing. Just go to LegacyLaunchpadPub.com to find out more. And be sure to tune in next week for, Bull well, next week's episode. You know, if you subscribe, you never have to worry about missing